David Woolley is the co-director of Don't Make Me Over. I am so excited about this, a documentary detailing Dion's career and life. And her life has been pretty private, at least up till now. Hi, David. Hey, it's a pleasure, and happy holidays to you. Happy holidays as well. How did this documentary come about? Because quite famously, Dion has always been quite private. And uh, she did write a book, but it really wasn't out there that much. And she did say, all right, I've, I've said it now. Get the book if you want to know more. <laughs> well, you know, uh, it, it took a lot of convincing, first of all. Uh, Dion and I have uh, gone back you know, as friends and, you know, I guess transcend into family uh, for, uh, you know, a number of years, uh, over 20 plus years. Uh, So, you know, I'm also the co-author of the book you just mentioned. Oh, really? (laughs) Titled My Life As I See It. Did you know that? No, not till now. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it it was my vision to say, you know, that book, I have to figure out how to bring that book to the big screen, you know, and while we were, Dion and I were writing, uh, you know, all of these great anecdotes, she would tell me, you know, about the time she, you know, met with President Reagan and when she had to get in Bill Clinton, you know, and tell him, you know, this or tell him that. And I'm like, what? And, you know, and time she did I ever tell you about the time I met with Stoop Dog and Suge Knight at my house? I'm like, what? You know, and all of this <laughs> stuff is in the book. <laughs> so after we completed the book, it, 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 I've been on a mission. Uh, and it took five years to make this documentary. I'm so thrilled that uh, the world will finally get a chance to see it. Well, the documentary is called Don't Make Me Over, airing on CNN. 9 o'clock in Chicago, and 9 o'clock actually across the country, 9 p.m. Uh, it's called Don't Make Me Over. That's a, a hit song for her, I think, 1963. Maybe, I think, likely her first, first, first real big hit record. But it came about, I think, there's a story to tell here, having to do, and you might not know this, Jerry Butler is a Cook County commissioner. We live in Cook County if you live in Chicago. Uh, so mm-hmm. he had a song called Make It Easy on Yourself. Dion recorded that, heard it by surprise, just driving in the car, and then went to Bacharach, or Bacharach and Hal David, and said, what? Don't make me over. That was supposed to be my song. Now, I'm probably not doing justice to that story, but is that the essence of it? Yeah, somewhat. Um, you know, it, it was, it was uh, Bert Bacharach and Hal David, I uh, had promised Dion that uh, the Jerry Butler song would be her song and her first, uh, you know, make it easy on yourself, uh, her first single to be released as a solo artist. Up until that point, Dion was just doing background vocals with her sister, uh, Sissy Houston, uh, and and a couple other young ladies. Uh, so she just, you know, they said, well, we'd like to do a single on you. And uh, they promised her that. And she was in college driving you know, into Manhattan, and she heard Jerry Butler singing her song, <laughs> which was promised to her. <laughs> and obviously, she was on her way to uh, she was on her way to uh, Bert's office. And when she got there, she kind of gave him a, a you know a piece of her mind and in <laughs> her in uh, her arguing to them about you know like you promised me that was going to be my song, and who do you think I am? Don't you ever try and make me over? And she stormed out the door. 
And a couple of days later, they said, we got your first song for you. <laughs> it's called Don't Make Me Over. And uh, But it came out of that. Yeah, it, it turned out to be quite a song as well. And she eventually did record uh, the other song, uh, Make It Easy on Yourself. And, you know, that's an example. And I want you to talk about this a little bit. Uh, when she performed, I think, it, the records were great. But if you if you were able, lucky enough to catch her live in person, I mean, when I talked to her last, I asked her if she'd walk on stage with oxygen back in the day. Because how the heck, how the heck were you able, do you have an extra lung? How are you yeah. able to do what you are able to do? And I, I think people who don't know Dionne Warwick ought to go to YouTube and, of course, ought to watch the documentary to see... What an extraordinary, extraordinary performer she was. Well, and she still is. Yeah, you know, yeah, I yeah. mean, what, what, I'm thr- what I'm thrilled about, you know, mostly, you know, outside of her, you know, Stella, sick career, because, you know, you're talking about Don't Make Me Over, that's 60 years ago. I mean, 60 years. Can you imagine Beyonce being around 60 years after her first hit? You know, I mean, that that's that's what Dion represents. You know, she's a transformational leader. And, um, you know, for her to have been able to sustain a career as long as she has, she has never become an oldies but goody act. She has been relevant. Just think about it from the 60s to the 70s to the 80s to the 90s, 2000. And here we are at 2000, getting ready to go into 23. And she's the Twitter queen. You know, I mean, (laughs) who does that? So is she really going to marry Pete Davidson? (laughs) <laughs> the fact that at 82, she even knows who Pete Davidson is. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I want to talk you about know, this, the spunk that she must have had. I don't know. So here she is. I, I don't know, 1921, somewhere in there, walking into Burt Bacharach's office, as you describe. And it turned out uh, the three, Bacharach, mm-hmm. Hal David, and Dion Warwick, had maybe you know the number, but dozens and dozens of records that charted, breaking all sorts of records, winning all sorts of an awards. Awards. What was their secret? Do you think? You know, Steon describes it as the triangle marriage that worked. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, sometimes it's 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 all a blessing. You know, I mean, it's it really is. I mean, you just. You just have to figure that, uh, you know, she was put here on this earth to be of service. And that service was this thing, those types of melodies and those types of messages and songs like what the world needs now is love. And you got to remember, even that song came out during the Vietnam War. You know, so I, I really believe that, that, you know, that there's no secret. It's just a blessing. You know, just like I don't believe that there's, you know, I don't believe in luck. You know, it's it's it really is a blessing, and you know you have a period of time to do that, and then you know you move on, and then it becomes somebody else's you know turn. You know, I think, and I'm sure you cover this a bit by having performers in the documentary. Burt Bacharach himself, uh, Clive Davis, Snoop Dogg, Gloria Estefan, Barry Gibb. Elton John and Quincy Jones and Smokey Robinson, and the list goes on and on of performers that speak about Dion. Those songs, the back of record was more than a blessing because you had to have an extraordinary talent and ability to sing to navigate 
through the Bacharach and David songs. Very difficult to sing, yet, as we talked about, so many became hit records. Well, I totally agree. I, I, you know, I mean, totally agree. I don't know what could be more than a blessing, um, but I mean, that's you know that that takes you know a gift. I mean, to be able to read those you know those notes, those melodies, modulations, uh, and and it really takes an extraordinary talent, you know, that that we are not individually always blessed with. So. Yeah, that's the on morgue. I mean, you have to think about it. She started singing at the age of six years old. Hmm. So uh, in in church, you know, her grandfather asked her to, who's the pastor of the church, uh, asked her to come up in front and sing. And she didn't even know she could sing. Uh, but when your grandfather tells you to do something, you do it, you know. <laughs> and, <laughs> you don't even think about it. And she came up in front of the church and he said, she said, what do you want me to sing? He said that, you know, Jesus loves me, the song you sing, you know, and uh, she closed her eyes and sang Jesus loved me, and, and, you know, it was our first standing ovation, and it hasn't stopped since. No, it has not. It's a, it's a, she, she, I believe, can sing the phone book, you know, and, and would get a standing <laughs> ovation for that as well. Lots more I want to ask you about. I mean, she's lost so many people, well-known people as well. I'm sure, as those in her family, but her family included people like uh, Whitney Houston. I want to talk about that. I want to talk about how her career was revived with Clive Davis and how she made a difference for so many things uh, that she was upfront about but not screaming about, like uh, AIDS, for example. And we'll talk about all of that with David Woolley when we come back on WGN. The iconic voice of Dionne Warwick, the name of the documentary is Don't Make Me Over, airing on CNN, then eventually going to On Demand, in fact, quite quickly afterwards, but airing on CNN on New Year's Day at 9 o'clock in Chicago or Eastern Time or Pacific Time. It doesn't matter where you are. It's 9 o'clock. Apparently, David Woolley is the co-director. David, you know, uh, the downside of living long enough is you lose people uh, in your family, you lose friends, uh, but people in her family and friends are so high profile. And uh, I've never asked her about the loss of Whitney Houston, but I'm I'm going to ask you about that. It must be very difficult. I mean, now there's a movie coming out, uh, a biopic about Whitney Houston. To everywhere you turn, everywhere you look, it is something maybe you like or don't like that people are doing. Yeah, well, you know, it's unfortunate, but that's the nature of life. You know, um, uh, I'm most happy about, you know, as it relates to this documentary, is that it took me a five-year journey, you know, uh, as director, producer, and writer, and and I'm the sole producer on this. So, you know, I went on a personal journey to, to bring this into fruition. I mean, really, really, and just didn't take no for an answer. Because some of the pushback I received was that Dion was still alive, you know, what? and, and I said, <laughs> yeah. And, and I said, you know, well, yeah, well, Dave, it's a great idea, but you know, Dion's still alive. So, you know, you know, you want to do the, you know, the, the that kind of a documentary after she passes. And I said, wait, 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 holy, you know, like when has been being alive been a bad thing, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> But, but you're also but you're also a friend of Dion's, and uh, you didn't answer my question. So dealing with the death of 
family members is always very difficult. Whitney Houston, I mean, her family members, very high-profile family members. Whitney was a cousin. Uh, and that she, I know she does not like talking about it, which is understandable. But can you comment? Well, I mean, you know, again, going back to where I was saying is that, you know, a lot of times these, when you honor, you know, our legends is after they pass. Uh, and, and you know, Dion and, and, and Whitney, you know, that was more, that was like, Whitney was like Dion's daughter. She was like the daughter she never had. And we cover it in the documentary, um, and Dion t- speaks on it. But, you know, it's, it's, it's a very touching situation. It's sure. like, you know, talking about a child that you lost, you know, and, and I feel uncomfortable even discussing it as well because, you know, I don't think anybody could imagine the pain that yeah. feels. I was at the funeral, hmm. you know, um, at Whitney's funeral. It was, it was, it was just heart wrenching. Even, you know, me discussing it, it hurts as it hurts most of the world. So, yeah, yeah. you know, so I just she, like she, she was, yeah, she ahead. was, we only have a minute and a half here and there's like a hundred minutes more of questions I'd love to ask you. Uh, but we have to talk about what she did for AIDS research and how she advanced that. Yeah. Well, what Dion did is something that nobody else had done. Um, you know, her song, that's what friends are for. She donated a hundred percent of her royalties in perpetuity forever, forever, to uh, the uh, AIDS organization called AMFAR. It actually put them in business, you know, uh, and it saved millions and millions of lives. I mean, AMFAR is still on the forefront. You know, these are the kinds of stories that people just don't know. And that's why we want people to tune in. We want this to be an event television. You know, New Year's Day on CNN at 9 p.m., I mean, you know, Dion Warwick, don't make me over. I mean, it really, really is something you want to bring your family, get your popcorn. Young kids can be there. Somebody in this film for everybody, from Snoop Dogg to President Clinton. I think this has to be the only film that has a Snoop and a president in it. <laughs> <laughs> but if I may, let me just run down the list real quick. Elton John. President Bill Clinton, Alicia Keys, Sissy Houston, Gladys Knight, Stevie Wonder, Olivia Newton-John, rest in peace, Burt Baccarat, Reverend Jesse Jackson, Clive Davis, Carlos Santana, Barry Gordy, Gloria Stefan, Quincy Jones, Smokey Robinson, and, of course, Snoop Dogg. All right, we've got, we've got, like, just seconds here. Wasn't it Clive Davis who helped to revive her career, and he said something to the effect that you may be ready to leave the business, which she apparently was, but the business isn't ready to leave you. That's a perfect, yeah, it's perfect. And that's how he felt, and thank God for Clive Davis, because there were many more hints left in Dion. Indeed. And <laughs> we all celebrate to this day. Well, the good news, the good news, David Woolley, about not covering as much as we could is that you can simply watch this. Uh, It's Dionne Warwick, (laughs) Don't Make Me Over, on CNN at 9 p.m. in Chicago. Thank you so very much. It's so nice to meet you, David. Oh, we love Chicago, and, and, you know, we love your station, and you do an incredible job. Your listeners are very fortunate to have you. (laughs) Bosses, are you hearing that? David Woolley, thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you. Have a Merry Christmas. And same to you. Thank you.